Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Rewind. I'm your host, Kevin Byrne, and I'm joined today by a boxer whose nickname summed him up perfectly. Willie Big Bang Casey from Limerick exploded onto the scene. Entering into the 2010, he was 3-0 and a relative unknown. By year's end, he had shocked an unbeaten prospect named Tyson in Canada, entered prize fighter as a late sub and won it, and then claimed the European title in the first ever all-Irish fight for the famous Blue Belt. He was now a household name, but it never changed him. The Big Bang never got too big for his boots, although he probably bit off a bit more than he could chew when he climbed into the ring with Guillermo Rigondeau, which is a fight that is astonishingly 10 years ago now. Uh, Willie Most Casey, <laughs> welcome to the yeah, show, Willie. How you doing? Nice to be on your show, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely delighted to have you. Are you keeping well? I'm keeping very well, actually. I am. We're working away the whole time. Um, the kids, as I said, they're getting a bit older, so they keep you on your toes the whole time as well, like, you know, so... It's busy all around every time. Just kept going the whole time. Willie, you're 40 this year. Oh, I, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, you know. So time goes by very fast. You make the most of it as you have it. You know. Are you granddad yet? I was talking to Francie Barter uh, on a recent show, uh, and he's 43. Grandfather, and he says, "I'm not. Don't say that to me." But he is so. No, unfortunately, um, is that as far as I know, I'm not. Um, I do have two younger kids there, and they're like little magnets, if you know what I mean. Uh, so I told them behave themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's so, get the Yeah, you know, so um, they're they're good in fairness to them, like you know. So, but as far as I know, no, so far not nothing. So. So Willie, you're saying yes. you're saying before we got onto the uh, came on came online here that. Uh, you know, you completed boxing, you're looking to do marathons next as a way of staying motivated. Yeah, but I, I think that, as you said, you know, you, you mentioned there that I was hitting my 40s now, know, so I think, you know, it, it's, a, it's kind of a challenge I'm kind of setting for myself. You know, like, as I said, listen, I, I kind of, I, I always loved running. I've, I, I don't do as much now as I used to because of the time I don't have. But when I, I, when I used to do it, I used to love it all the time. You know, so, um, I think the marathons is a kind of a, a new challenge for me that I'm kind of set like, you know, and I, I kind of keep me, keep me active as well. And keep me, as you said, you're hitting into your 40s. You want to, you want to kind of stay as healthy and as fit as you can or as long as you can. So that'll be a new challenge for me. Yeah. You're still keeping an eye in with the boxing, doing a bit of coaching nowadays? 
I was we were doing full time coaching with the Southside Academy Boxing Club. Um, I spent a couple of years out in that key boxing club there as well before I came back to Southside. Um, so I, I picked up a good a bit of experience from the lads out there as well in terms of coaching. You know, so you got a different view of what other clubs do. You know what I mean? You know, so I'm back. We're back in the Southside now, and you know we were doing well. We were getting like I mean we come in. I think the main focus at the moment was to kind of get a good discipline structure in place, you know, and then then we were kind of thinking about trying to better the guys in terms of getting them into championships and stuff like, you know, so if last year, just before the lockdown, the, the first lockdown, we were, we had about seven going into the Munster Championship Finals when the, the whole lockdown came, so I reckon we, we could have got at least three Monster Champions out of that, like, you know, that we would have to Dublin, like you know, maybe maybe one if we got if we had to get lucky, I think one might have won it, like you know. And no, that's saying given what I was looking at, but no, when you get there, you never know, like you know, with boxing, you don't ever know, like you know. So, but in fairness, though, we we were doing well, like you know, we had a good structure in the club, we were building, getting a good kind of technique going with the guys, and hopefully, hopefully, when the lockdown ends. We can kind of pick up where we left off again. We'll be back into a new club, another new club that we, which was our old club before, and hopefully we get stuck back into it again and pick up from where we left off. Did you come away from the sport, uh, your own time in the professional game, with uh, like a bitter taste towards it, or still still a love for the for the game and the sport? No, I I think um, you know, I, I I think after that world title fight and everything else, like you know, I I kind of hung in there long enough. I I hung in there for a long time in terms of hoping something would happen. And you know, I, the longer I went down, the more the more I was kind of I don't know was I, I was losing the motivation, I was losing the momentum, or, or whatever it was. Why is it? it? It's hard to kind of explain. Now I've never really thought of it until you're asking me. But it, I, I kind of. I moved to Belfast and stuff and all, and you know, I, I didn't move back down to Dublin again. And I kind of, I kind of hung around for a long time, hoping something would happen, or I would get another break, and it, it was kind of wasn't happening. I can remember my last two or three fights, you know, Barry McGuigan put me on a couple of his shows with a couple of guys that were no no big names, but like I mean. I was kind of I, I remember I was looking for every excuse any kind of excuse in terms of not wanting to take the fight but then again I knew I couldn't let Barry, Barry McGuigan down neither because he offered to give us a put us on his show so so I think after I got the opportunity and I just said no I had enough because I, I, I kind of felt there was nothing happening boxing was going so quiet and as I said I kind of I kind of I, I kind of stuck around long enough, hoping, hoping that and nothing kind of materialized. So I kind of called it, give it, left it at that, and called it a day. Yeah, you you did something a lot of boxers kind of wish they could have done. You bowed out with a victory. Um, it was against a guy whose name I'm not going to attempt to pronounce, but it was a uh, Georgie uh, Gekula Sidza, and it was at the Titanic Quarter. So it was it was a new guy in town. It was Carl Frampton's world title fight. And he yeah. was he was in that magic moment that you'd been in a couple of years before. And I understand what you're saying that yeah. you've been waiting around, waiting for something to happen. And I suppose does you're waiting for lightning maybe to strike twice because what happened to your career in 2010 was just absolute magic, and it was frenzied, and it was fast, and it was incredible. Like, 
unfucking yeah. real, unreal, honestly, honestly. Um, I it, it made, at the time it kind of amazed me to be honest. Like, I mean, you know, not because of the the chances I was getting and stuff like that. I, I think it kind of amazed me with with the support that I was getting and that the the crowd that was following me, you know. And you know, I, I always kind of say this, like, you know, I mean, you know, coming from a traveling community and stuff like that, like, you know, and the, you you the the best part of the you know, the the settling community, like, you know, and especially your locals in South Hill and Limerick and all, you know, following you around the whole country and supporting you, like, you know, so that was more amazed me than than the opportunities they got in terms of the boxing, if you know what I mean, you know, yeah. that makes sense. Absolutely, you know, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and it was amazing, it was, Jesus, as you said, it was a big bubble, you know, it was a big bubble that we were, that we were in, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it kind of burst, and when it burst, like, you know, it, it was never repaired, you know, so, yeah. Look, no, it, it is. It is what it is. Like you know, so yeah, it was so it was something special. Like like we were talked about, and um, like we talked about even setting up in this setting up this interview. Like uh, a lot of boxers kind of say, "Oh, well, I I I'm the same person as I was when it started." Um, I came away with very little to show for it. You know, in terms of money or whatever, it didn't really change my life all that much. But here I am, 10, 25, 35, 40 years later, still talking about these special moments and memories. And most people would give their right arm for that, wouldn't they? To have something that, that they could really go back. And people want to talk to them. I'm, I'm sure you're going around these days, you know, fitting granite tops and people still recognize you and still talk, still want to talk about those uh, those days. At times, at times. I think sometimes, yeah, we go into people's homes. Or it, it, it's a bit, little bit more difficult for them now at the moment because... I'm wearing the mask the whole time, you know. But, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, some of them don't 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 mind if you wear it or not, but I wear it anyway. But uh, you know, no, they, they, a lot of them do. They would, they, 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 they're kind of looking at you twice, like you know, they're looking and said, "I know him from somewhere," like you know, and they, they're not sort of talking to you. They, they're asking you, "So, oh, yeah, you're that guy, and so you're that boxer, like William, so, yeah." And I said, "Yeah, you know." So I just said, "Listen, that that that, that love will be there." I think you know. It amazed. It was amazed. Like you know, going back in the day, like I mean, thinking back then, like you know, how 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 the people were amazed of what you were doing, you know. And to me, I I, didn't, I don't think much of it, you know. Like, <laughs> but when you ring me, like you know, when and his legs ring me, like you know, we we kind of have a trip down memory lane, like you know, it's always good, you know. Yeah. And we bring back all these memories again, like you know, and then I get goosebumps, <laughs> you know. You know, but. Uh, I love, I love it. I like, I like talking back of it. Like, you know, I like getting this conversation where, where you probably remember more than what I would, you know, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, you know, and, you know, and it's nice, it's nice to, to be a reminder of, of the good times, you know, and, yeah. and that, and that, and that, that bubble, as you said, you know, that's, that's, that was so high, like, you know, we, we thought it never ended, you know, and. And especially, I guess, like you grew, you grew up in a family, is it 23 23 in your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about what life was growing up with so many of you. And, you know, like, you know, I look back at it now, like, you know, and, you know, look, it was life, you know, we never, we never sat around, we never complained, we just, we just forgot about things, you know, it was never, we did, we never, we never wanted everything we never had, you know, we don't we just made the most of what we had, you know, and you know, we, we we were pushing and shoving for dinner, like, you know, but uh, <laughs> get to the table, but yeah, it was just normal life, you know, you would, 
just getting on with things and how many older uh, and how many older in your family and how many younger? Where where did you come in the hierarchy? I think I, I'd be there just bang on the middle of summer. I think I was coming the tenth or eleventh of the family, like you know, so you know, uh, the older generation kind of di- didn't really make much of it. Would you believe it or not? They're kind of they're making more of their lives now than they did when they were younger. When they were younger, they, they kind of lived a wild kind of life. For now, they're settled down and they're, they're actually a little bit more active in terms of jogging and, and doing a little bit more training, which they never done before in their lives. You know, and the younger generation didn't like. You know, when I came in, like you know, they kind of all kind of followed suit with me and kind of like, looked after themselves a little bit better and stuff. You know. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And did you like? Did you growing up in Limerick? Did you hear about the recent controversy about the Forbes magazine was slagging off Limerick on the uh, slagging off Limerick, calling it Stab City and all this sort of stuff? Did you see see any of that? I'd never seen it. Um, You know, when we were growing up, when we were a little bit younger, Limerick was known as a Stab City, like you know. But hey, look, listen. It doesn't it doesn't bother me what you got like, you know, it's whatever what you think, what people think is what they think, you know. But you know, I, I think Limerick is a good place in fairness, like you know, it's a lot of work going on around here, like you know, a lot of decent honest people, like you know, so yeah. <laughs> Well it, yeah, this these these headlines recently, like they were about the Collison brothers and these billionaire kind of entrepreneurs now, but it's generated a huge backlash. I think the Forbes magazine are now having to Invest in Limerick education and stuff like that as a as a means of saying sorry to the people of Limerick for insulting well, the place so gravely. Yeah, well, by all means, like I mean, you know, listen, if they're up there, they're looking for a headline, and they got a headline. No, I can tell you, like, no, they, oh. they, they, <laughs> you picked know, the wrong fight here. They, they, they pick, exactly, they picked the wrong fight. Fight, like you know, and as you said, you know, there's um, a lot of hardworking people in Limerick, like you know, and you know, honest living, hardworking people, like you know, that's. that's they're trying to make a living for themselves and their families, like you know. So, yeah. and for someone then to come on and say that's a little bit much, like you know. Uh, Willie, you made your debut October 2008 in Killarney, and it came in against a guy with a winning record, uh, Carlos Carlos de Jesus. Um, you beat him in with a knockout in the second round on a card, a Dolphin card, I believe, with you know the Cubans, Perez, Calado, Stephen Ormond, Ian Timms, Spike was on it. Uh, it was a beginning for nearly everybody at the time. It was a, a kind of I real think, start. I- I think so. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we. Um, as I said, he was a uh, he fourteen fights. I think he had seven or eight wins, five or six losses, or whatever he had. Something. I think it was something like that. Anyway. But uh, as I said, yeah. You know, we, we got a good crowd that day, and you know, and as I said, it, it all, it all kind of. It was the beginning of something good. You know, and it's, it, it kind of kicked off from there, really. Like you know. Yeah. Um. A couple of months later, though, there was a bit of tragedy in your life. With you lost your brother. Uh, you lost your brother. Yeah, jeez, yeah. So I was coming up to my second fight, I think, and I think it was only a good few weeks away from my second fight when when this happened. So I spoke to my trainers, and I, I look, it was unfortunate, unfortunate what happened to my brother, like you know, and I, I suppose he, 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 I don't want to be saying too much about it, but look, it was, it was, uh, uh, look, it, it was, it is what it is. It was unfortunate that he left a. A young wife behind him and a, a young child. You know, a young boy. He was only a baby at the time. So he'd grown up now to be a fine young lad. Now he's eleven or twelve, like you know. So um, it was unfortunate. But look, as you said, I, I look, I look at my parents for for inspiration when it comes to things like this because 
they, they kind of had that situation in their own when they were when they were young and starting out as well, and they they got on they got on with things. So I think that's that's all we have to do. We just as hard as it have to be, we have to try and be. I know that sounds a bit selfish or whatever it is, but we, we just have to get on with things, you know, and no. make the most of what we have. Doesn't sound selfish you know. at all. No, um, you have to I suppose you have to take these unfortunate knocks and you know, use them to your advantage. And it's the only way to kind of pay tribute to the people that are no longer with us really, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, he was, um, I, as you said, you know, he was a big old last to the family. You know, my mother was never the same. You know, and my father neither, like, you know, but uh, I just said his wife and his jumper grew up without, no, without seeing him, I suppose, or physically, you know what I mean? You know, he would have been, he would have been only a baby when he passed out, yeah. you know, so... But look, as you said, it was these things unfortunately happen, and I, I, I kind of, I always try to keep positive and try to turn these negative things into positive things, and it's my way of get on with things, if you know what I mean. You know, so that well, like, may sound a bit selfish. I keep saying, cool to say it's sound a bit selfish, but it's if it is, it is. So be like, you know. Well, boxing has to boxing as a sport has to be a bit selfish you have to look after number one I don't think though taking the, the taking a negative or a terrible tragedy to happen to a family member and using it as a strength is it I don't think that's selfish at all no I think that's the only the right thing to do like I saw you you got a tattoo of your brother on your chest so he yeah, was there with yeah. you for your biggest wins he was in the ring with you to enjoy your biggest nights you know headlining in Limerick winning the European title winning prize fighter going to Canada he's there with you the whole time or was he there for what? Canada what, you, you got the tattoo sometime 2009 or 10 was it he he was January January he'd 14th of January so I know it's the 14th of January because I have a tattoo on my chest I wouldn't be very good with dates yeah so yeah. I think um, yeah Canada came in March around that weather is. Um, Canada was da, 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 April 2010. Yeah, April. so no, yeah, so he 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 was early January. So yeah, when he passed, so yeah, he definitely he was he was he was there, no doubt about it. No, so I suppose we're just trying to find the I'm trying to find the explanation for for your 2010s. Like, uh, obviously, you tragically lost your brother your brother in 2009, but um, you know, you took a few months off. Came back and you, you won a couple before the end of 2009. And then in 2010, you went into the year 3 and 0 and you came out 11 and 0 after winning so many fights, kicking off with Tyson Cave in Canada. Unbeaten chap, yeah. 10 and 0. Like, like, what do you recall about that one? Yeah, I, I, I'll talk about that Tyson Cave guy first. You know, um, we were 3 and 0 at that time. Like, I mean, we, we were brought over there to hit, fight him. Like, you know, obviously, we were brought over there just to put on a bit of a show. We were never. We were never expecting to win. We were never going to get to win. You know, it was there. Uh, <laughs> my daughter you know, thanked you in front of me there. <laughs> but we we were never we we were never meant to get the win. You know, um, we we got a bit of luck on our side because when we got over there, there was a, a fight cancelled. I think oh, myself and Mike Kelly it was Mike Kelly was it from from Dundalk? Is it? Yep. Himself and uh, he was with Champagne at the time. We, he was over there with us. And I think we were meant to do two six rounders each. And I think what happened on the day was um, a fight pulled out. Uh, so they were asked, they came up to us and asked us, would we do an extra two rounds each? So we, we went, of course, we went, we got an extra two bob and everything else for it. Like, you know, so it made, it made sense all rounds, especially not so for the money, but for the, 
but for the extra round because I, I knew that the, the longer the fight was going on the more of a chance we were going to get like you know so we knew what kind of a side he had but we, lovely we, we, we went into the fight we got into the fight and I had I think in the first round second round I'd knocked down uh, he got up he got the count I think on the third round uh, the fifth round and going into the last eighth round uh, he I stopped him Okay, and I remember his coach would be his father at the time. He he kind of draw he, he no Tyson K boxed on really to be honest. He's exceptional. Look, I I was like this pure brawler for like you know just didn't give him that uh, room to do what he could do like you know and I I blew him up. I honestly I blew him up. Yeah, you know so. I mean, I blew him up, and then, like, I mean, afterwards, he he died. His his coach kind of ignored me after the fight, like, you know. But that night, then we we were kind of at the bar, and we were having a few drinks, like, you know. And the, the, his trainer came over to me, and he he wanted to apologise. I said, "Why are you apologising?" He goes to me, I, "I didn't mean to ignore you and all that. I wasn't mad at you. I was mad at my son." And I said to him, "I said, well, you shouldn't be mad at your son." I said because he boxed brilliantly. I said, "No, I was just he got I got he got a walk." I said. You know, and he goes, no, I didn't, because all he had to do was stay away from you in the last round. And I said, that don't make sense. I said, because I've already got three knockdowns. I got four knockdowns in three different rounds prior to that eight round, if you know what I mean. Okay, mm-hmm. I did first, the, the second round, the third round, and the fifth round, I think it was. I had, I had four knockdowns in them three rounds, which would have automatic, mathematically gave me the fight up round, regardless. He said, it, it didn't matter. You were never getting the fight anyway. You were never going to get the fight. So here's this, his coach telling me, all he had to do was stay away from you and survive the last round. And he would have got that fight. So was, look, as you say, when you're talking about a, a bit of luck on your side, you know, we got the knockout. We, I got two knockouts in the last round and he just wasn't able to continue on. So the referee yeah. just had enough, like, you know, and like, I mean, they hear that in league as well, like, you know, from a coach that, like, it just tells you the, 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 the little bit of corruption that can be in boxing at times as well, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you know, so it looks, it's unfortunate for him that he didn't survive. And uh, I suppose we had, we got a bit luck that we, we got the stoppage and that was it and everything. You know, it was Ken Tyson, he was, he was a really popular guy over at the time, like, you know, and he, he was the next big thing, I think, you know, so... Went on to have a pretty good career as well. Well, he, he only lost three times, one thirty-five by the end of his career. He hasn't boxed since twenty nineteen. I'm not sure if it's um if it's twenty twenty off as being kind of COVID related or if he's still planning to fight again. But thirty-five victories so far with only three losses. You were his first. Uh, I'd nearly take it. I'd nearly make it if if we got give me the offer again. I'd nearly come back over again. We we'll do it all like again. It again. No, we do it all again. Like, you know, yeah. so. No, no, honestly, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't have much motivation for boxing over it. If some kind of offer came on the table like that, that would interest me. I, I, I'm easy one. Do you know, I'm walking away the whole time. Do you know, I, I can, I, I've good God, good job that I have. Like, you know, that I, I can walk around thing with the, the owners themselves. Like, you know, so, I, I'd look, I'd never say never, but at the You'd one like time. you come back at 40, I, at 39. I I don't think I would, but uh, I don't think my kids would like to see me boxing. You know, you know? But I remember my, my mother got rest of soul before she passed away there last year, two years ago. Like, you know, she was always 
she was out of his auntie, like, you know, that she'll come back for one more, you'll come back for one more, like, you know, I had no interest whatsoever, like, you know, but no, listen, I still don't have any interest, but look, as I said, I don't know, would I ever say no, if I, if something interests me, I don't know, you know, at the end of the day, yourself, I, and, I Hyland, yourself, and, yourself and Paul Highland should do it again for charity, maybe. Maybe, yeah, Paul, yeah, I, I think he's not bigger than me now, <laughs> Well, he's that bigger than me now. Like, you know, I, I spoke to him once or twice on the phone and, uh, you know, he, he done well now with the club and everything else. Like, you know, I'm Stephanie's brother. Like, you know, so... Um, he just needs but, the yeah, eye. He just needs the eye of the tiger, really. That's all he needs. Just, you know, I, a challenge set. Paulie will make it. No problem. I think... You're kind of winding up something there, though. Like, you know, so... Listen, you're kind of saying something, but I was saying something. Did Paulie... Would you want to Paulie before that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I see Paul. I said before all this kind of coronavirus, I'd see Paulie a lot and he'd, he'd, he'd goes, he goes in and he starts training hard for a month or two at a time and stuff. And, you know... Paulie's a great lad yeah. as well, like like yourself. He's oh, you know, like, good, leg, I mean, good yeah. legacy in boxing and nice good, chat. Good <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, the, the best guys, unfortunately, we, we just we just don't make it when we're just too good. You know what I mean? We just too good as a personality not to make it. If you know what I mean, you know so. So in 2010's begun really well with a, a win in um, Canada against Tyson Cave. That's made kind of boxing insiders or boxing fans sit up and take notice of you. Um, but what's made kind of more wide, uh, the more the wider sporting public take notice is when you step in as a substitute prize fighter Sky Sports and win that as well, um, because that's kind of that can be kind of bigger than your average boxing fan. Everybody sees that one, and how how did that change the, perce- the perception you had? Like as you said, you know, the Tyson Cave kind of thing, kind of like kind of put us on that kind of map thing, uh, the Sky Sports thing generated it all because I mean the of the, the the, the Sky Sports publicity and everything else and the going into the week's notice and stuff and unfucking real. Do you know what I mean? You know, the three, like, I mean, my, my biggest problem in boxing was always having a slow staff, like, you know, and, you know, and we, we had a week or two to training and all. We, I, I suppose it wasn't much training, but what we were trying to work on was trying to train ourselves to fucking get going as fast as we can, as soon as we can, rather than waiting two or three, one or two rounds to warm up, which we didn't have, you know, so and it, 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 that's exactly what we did, you know, we went in there and we, we happened to get a, a good, very good guy in his amateur career was um, Mark Moran, Moran, yeah. Moran, was it? Uh, yeah, Moran, Moran, yeah, yeah. Moran, Moran, that was it, and I, I never heard nothing of him afterwards, I don't know, did he ever, did, do you know if he ever kept going or not? Let me have a look at his box work here now. We can tell you. He finished up. Oh, he only had one more fight after you. And he bowed out with a victory against Ibra Riaz in September of 2011. So he's a year, he's a decade out of the ring now. The finished thing, yeah, up with a, yeah. He's just had that one fight. So he had two or three fights in the, before the prize fighter, I think, was it? Um. Uh, he'd probably he'd only lost once previous to fighting you against Jason Booth so we know Jason for the British Bantamweight title super, British oh, Super yeah. Bantamweight title so you know the good pedigree you know fought for a decent title before fighting you and uh, yeah only had one more contest after that Jeez, uh, so uh, I, I suppose mentally kind of boxing is all about having a mental effect on you as well like you know and that that, that can happen you know and look uh, we 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 
we went in and we took them out. We got a great win. And not only did we, did we get a great win, but you know, we had the rest of the prize with our competitors looking up. You know, they all kind of opened their eyes, you know, and he said, Jeez, who's this fella? Like, you know, and you know, and they, they were all weary, but at the one time they all had their own their own mental kind of uh, game plan going into that thing, I think, and I, I just didn't they didn't know what they were in for when, when I was there because when I when I went in there that I just went all head for loose and there was no one stopped me throwing that, that momentum I had and that motivation I had going in there was you know it was kind of rare you have it to me you know when you it's something you have and you're and willing to, you're willing to give anything for it yeah you know and like I mean getting tired and getting tired of getting sluggish and stop at nothing I mean you know, and breathing breathing difficulty everything just no stop just keep going you know and it, it was never once crossed my mind you know, to step off for for uh, the pedal for a uh, for a half minute a minute just to get a breather it, it just it doesn't come in doesn't kick in like you know so uh, it worked in our favor because um you know we 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 won you know we we were yeah. out and I, I would have i always look back at that time and i always i always would have liked to follow up on the, the the guy that pulled out that time um what was his name i tried to think of his name Kiko Martinez afterwards, do you no, mean? Or, no, 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 no. The, oh, the, the fellow who... The finals, right. Yes. He, he was meant to fight. Apparently, he was injured or whatever. You know, I know he had two tough fights before he was meant to meet me as well. Uh, I fought a fresh guy coming into the into the, the finals of the prize fighter. But I always knew the, the guy that pulled out. You know, I never really heard much of him neither, but... Well, Ricky was, Owen. Ricky Owen. Ricky Owen. Ricky Owen. I don't know what he done afterwards or whatever, but um, I've never really heard of him. But uh, Ricky Owen, I heard. I'll give. I'll give it to you. So right, uh, Ricky Owen pulled out of that. Um, pulled out of the final due to a cut eye. Came back in 2011. Had two wins. Uh, stayed out of the ring then for six more years. Uh, had a final win in 2017 and retired with a 16 and 0 record. So went out unbeaten, Willie. There you we, go. Uh, we we've off a lot. We've off myself. I remember myself and Phil having a conversation like that. We we off like the the the. the we often asked afterwards, you know, is he about? It would have been a great fight, you know, for uh, some kind of a title or something, like, you know, and you know, nothing ever material, nothing ever went of it or nothing came of it. We were never offered or asked from his side neither. So, you know, I was just, I was just, I always, that was a name that always kind of stuck out my head, like, after that prize for like, you know, that maybe he might come and ask afterwards, you know, but he never did, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, look, look, he went down a different order, obviously, like, you know, so, so pleased. Uh, so, but well, as you said, you know, we, we kicked down from Pfizer, like, you know, and she's, yeah. you know, uh, After winning it, Willie, how much did, how much did, th- did things change? There was a lot of media interest, there was a lot of fans interested in you, want to know your story. How did things change for you? Yeah, but as you said, you know, you're, you're getting on that uh, platform on Sky Sports, uh, people look at you, they see you, they want to know about you, uh, I got off the plane over in, in Shannon and, you know, I my family were there, you know, cheering me on, like, you know, the scenic success in the family, like, you know, that could change their uh, uh, perspective in terms of the younger generation coming through and stuff, like, you know, and obviously they were de- delighted for me as well, like, you know, and be, be, as you said, you know, coming from a disadvantaged area, a uh, member of the traveling community, you know, and having that so much success, you know, 
to me, it was just another fight, but to other people, like, you know, it was huge. So, you know, especially to my, my mother and father and their family, my family, like, you know, and then when I, I remember coming to South Hill, where I live in South Hill, like, you know, I've always lived in, um, I had all the family neighbors and friends that were all out here to cheer me on as well when I got out, out, of, the, out of the car, like, you know, and I just said, you know, they all, you know, um, everything kind of kicked off from there. Everyone kind of, Wanted to hear about you, the plan about you, if they, you know, if they want to see you, you know, they want to take pictures, autographs, and and it, it kind of went and it kind of it kind of kept going there, like you know, the, the bubble kind of blew, filled up a bit, like you know, and it was yeah. we were all living in the bubble, like you know, and <laughs> it was cool. It was like it was like it was never going to end, you know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Yeah, well, there was a bit more to come. Now it was great PR as well for your for your local area, South Hill, because you'd seen South Hill in the in the national headlines for negative reasons, and probably, you know, not enough people had a good word to say about it, and which was very, I'd say, unfair for the residents such as yourself. And then you came along, you know, the, the South the South Hill Southpaw, winning winning, yeah. winning prize fighter on Sky Sports, and great PR for the local area, and a bit, a bit of a local hero. Definitely, I think so. Yeah, and especially for local schools as well, because I mean, you you have a lot of the younger generation uh, going to the schools, and they're all in the know, they're all excited about this you new know, Willie Casey, you know, the big bang or whatever, like you know, and they're all talking. And like, yeah, I, I hope it could, it could inspire them some bit, like you know, in terms of like I mean, disadvantaged areas you come from. Job, like I mean, I know South Hill has its name, but you don't ever hear of like I mean all the decent, honest people that kind of made it out of South Hill in terms of like, I mean, okay, they hadn't got publicity-wise, but being they're successful in terms of the work rate and the family and the, the, the houses, the mortgages and good jobs. Believe it or not, I, I know I grew up with two or three guys that I went to school with that actually that made the head detectives, like, you know, out, out part of the country now, like, you know, so you don't ever hear about that, like, you know, but, uh, no, so, like, I mean, there's a lot of success, you know, I, I was just the one that kind of made the kind of papers or the publicity of it, but yeah. now that I always look at the other guys that made it, like, you know, that you don't hear about, that live the private life or whatever, like, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. Well, you were definitely gold for the newspapers and you were a bit of a media darling at the time, for sure, like, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, me, to me, like, I mean, success is not just about being on, being on papers and, and television, so, so, I mean, success is, you know, you... You're really a good family, and you know, you're you're doing everything you can for them, and you have your own house, your mortgage, and and that's that's success to me, like you know, life in life in general, like you know, so do everything you can. Like, yeah, most of it. 
Willie, in your third fight before you kind of hit the big time, you were on an undercard for Andy Lee at the uh, University of Limerick. Andy Lee was a big name in, you know, Irish boxing at the time, particularly in Limerick. And I suppose yeah. you must have been boxing on that card thinking one day I want to be where Andy is. Uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Because um, as you said, Andy Lee, you know, he had a great amateur career. Like, I mean, Andy, Andy you know, he, when he came back to Limerick, when he came back to Limerick from England that time, like, you know, he set me as in St. Francis Boxing Club, like, you know, and, and they guided him to international uh, senior elite titles and uh, and that's the Olympics, like, you know, so he, he's great amateur pedigree behind him. And as you said, he, he went on and he, he became, he, he followed his dream. He became a, he, he became a world ch- champion, you know, and, and you know, you're, you're kind of looking up at that, like, you know, and you're thinking, draw oh, that's, that's the kind of success you want in your, as a boxer, you know, and, and as you said, you box on that night and we, the support again, draw you're in your home. Your hometown in Limerick, like you know, and unreal, fucking unreal. You get you get chills up through your spine when you're when you're coming out onto the rain, like you know, knowing that they're all cheering here. And me is the amount of people who come out, like you know, to pay the money just to see you, like you know, and and a lot of them never like boxing, but they, you know, they just like the character or whatever they did, and and they, that's what they followed, you know. So it was, it was good. We we got it from all directions. I mean, it wasn't just the boxing fans. It was. Other outsiders from the boxing that just like the the character that was in that they were looking at, you know. So it was good. Yeah, I think you had an ability to do that to connect with people more than more than most in the top like one percent of boxers from Ireland. You just had that ability to connect with the, the common man or whatever and attract new eyeballs and new people to the sport. There was definitely a sense of that in twenty ten. I think so, definitely. And uh, I, I suppose um, we, we were the Marty shows that we were on the Saturday night show with Brendan O'Connor, you know, and myself <laughs> yeah. and Polly. And I was on it afterwards again. Like, you know, that, that, that kind of gave, gave us an extra bit of uh, publicity as well. And we got our name out there even more, like, you know, and as you say, when coming to that European title and the world title, it, it generated a lot of support from them, them TV shows and on. Yeah, so you, you were on Jackass, or you were on, you were on Jackass, you are on Brendan O'Connor with the lads from Jackass, <laughs> and you were, yeah. invited, you were absolutely in your element, and you were invited to give Johnny Knoxville a thump, and he declined, and then Paulie straight up got up, took off his watch, and went over and hit him, and then you had to hit the uh, the other guy, Jeff Tremaine, yeah, so right. it was mad, yeah. mad, mad scenes, great crack watching it at the time. I'm fucking real, you know, as you said, you know, you're trying to generate a little bit of uh, entertainment on, on, on Brendan O'Connor show and, and on a Saturday night, like, you know, you're trying to give the old the audience uh, an old crack and the laugh or whatever, like, you know, and what better way to do it, like, you know, and hit, <laughs> try and hit the guys, you know, so I, I'm not sure you could you could have went at them full blasting, like, you know, and they still get up and laugh at you, you know, so <laughs> you, do, do you remember what you said to him? Johnny Knoxville said, oh, yeah, you can hit me. And uh, I think he said, can I hit him in the face? And he goes, that's a bit dark. <laughs> and he said, I'll hit you between the legs. And he says, oh, well, <laughs> he goes, you know, no, so, problem, no problem. Yeah, I, I broke my... He goes, no problem. I broke my penis before, so it was <laughs> Jesus Christ, Almighty! I don't remember that long. Did you actually said it? No, but now we do. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine the good, like you know, the, the the kind of stuff to get up there, like you know, it's crazy what to do, like you know. So, but look, yeah, look, happy days, all whatever, whatever works for you, like you know, you you go up whatever works for you, like you know. Yeah, that fight with Paul Paul Highland was set up because um, you were supposed to fight Kiko Martinez, and that that fight fell apart. Uh, how do you think you would have got on, got on against Kiko? 
on that on that on that moment I I think as you said, you know, we had a momentum going, you know, we 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 confidence, you know, we we were training hard, you know, and I I, I think actually believe it or not, Holly Highland was my first training camp ever in terms of like I mean leaving home and moving to Dublin, you know, Monday to Friday or I think it was six or seven weeks prior to the Polly Highland fight with the European title, like, you know, so that was my first time actually leaving home to go into a training camp for that European title, like, you know, fight before that, I just kind of more or less kind of did my training at home and kind of got up to Dublin two or three times a week if I could. You know, yeah. but um, I just said, um, the key, I, I think, I think, you know, you, you would have put anyone in the ring with me that time and, you know, I was taking them out. Simple as that. There's no no other question. You know, um, the, the, the belief and the confidence I had in myself uh, put me into the ring with anyone that time. Um, and I was taking them out, without a doubt. You know, Carl, and, Fram- like, Carl Frampton was coming up in the world at the time. That fight was often talked about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Carl, um, she did well, very well, by the way. Like, you know, I wish him all the best over his, uh, in his retirement. I, I, I read his... His interview after his retirement, I totally understand where he's come from in terms of his kids and stuff. Like, you know, that's, uh, they're coming to that age now where your daddy needs to be around the whole time, like, you know, and keep keep the kids on the straight and narrow as well, like, you know, and, you know, and his lovely wife, Christine, as well, like, you know, so I wish him all the best again. And, um, yeah, um, I think, yeah, you're, you're always, them fights always get called up, don't they? You know, when you, you're the guy coming up and you're the kind of guy that's kind of half kind of made it, you know, and, you were always kind of comparing him, like, you know, and at the time, if you put Cal in there, I probably would have took him out as well, yeah? That's the belief I had in myself, yeah? But I look back at it now, like, you know, and I, I'm thinking, like, you know, after that world after that world title fight, you know, I'm not sure if I had the, the belief and the confidence in myself. To, I, I'm kind of, if I look back at it now, if I look back at, like, me, myself and Cal Frampton, like, you know, I, I'm kind of, Half dead, we didn't happen, you know, because <laughs> he's something else. Like, you know, he's yeah. uh, technically, you know, um, you know, he he had it everywhere. Do you know what I mean? You know, he had it everywhere. You know, and I I, th- I think you know, we look back at things now, like you know, we're a lot older and you know, wiser, and we're we're out of that bubble that we were in. You know, and we kind of look at things in a different perspective. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I look at Calden. I, I watch a few of his fights, like you know, and. He's something else, like you know, he's a bit exceptional, like you know, he has he has great talent, you know. So I, I'm kind of you know, it's probably it's probably best he didn't have it. Gonna, you know. <laughs> but he could he but, could do it all. I but, yeah. Yeah, but put him into that ring with Polly Highland that time. And I, I would have made a difference, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's like a story. It's kind of two really cases: the pre pre rigging though and post rigging though. Kind of put him in with the pre rigging though, and you're gonna back. That Willie Casey up to that point, uh, March 2011, put him in with the one afterwards, and I suppose you're willing to accept that maybe some bit of confidence or some bit of momentum was kind of gone. Fair, fair to say. I think so. I, yeah. I, I, I think you know what, you know what's like if, if um, I think you know it, it, the bubble is kind of like the bubble busted. You know, when you're, you're talking about that world title fight, I think, I, I think, I think the fact that it was over so early and it, it finished so fast as well, you know that. It kind of off, you know. It, it, it kind of. I, I'm not sure that the fans kind of get a little bit disappointed, or 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 they're bubble busted as well. You know, you know or what? 
something happened. I don't know what it was. I, I think after that fight, I still had the momentum. I still had the the, the mentality to, to, to go on. It was only kind of later on that I kind of, it, it kind of dragged on a bit too long where where nothing was happening that I kind of started losing, if you know what I mean. But like, I mean, in that moment, uh, it, it was, it was something, you know, it, it, uh, mentally everything else, just everything just ended so fast and you was in, oh, Jesus, you know, and if I didn't take anything back, like, you know, it wasn't just the last, it was, it was maybe ended it so quick, you know, like, maybe, maybe, listen, we all learn from it, you know, we all learn, you know, I think, okay, we look at it now, we all look at things now, we all say, eh, maybe, you know, maybe we, we could have left that fight slip, we, we, we could have used the European title a little bit more, maybe, you know, we, we, there's always these what if, you know, what if and what if, you know what I mean, you know, we always have these conversations, you know. And look, I, I take nothing back. I take no regrets. I mean, no, I have no regrets in life. I mean, no, so it's not the way of moving forward, if you know what I mean, you know. But I, I think when you, we look back at it now, we're, we're, we're talking about it. I, th- I don't think it was the best, the best uh, decision, you know. But at the time, it was, it was the greatest decision because, because you know, we, we were in the bubble, you know. We were in this unbeatable, but undestructible. <laughs> No, that may, I don't know. That makes sense to us. No, but um, but I'll never forget. I, I was, I was, yeah, I'll never forget. I, I was just starting out at the time. Um, I was only back from Australia, and Willie Casey was the the latest. I think I got back. I'd been traveling, and I got back at the start of 2010, and that's when you went on your run, and you were the yeah. kind of suddenly you you were from nobody really knowing who you were. You were suddenly the only name on everyone's lips, and Bernard yeah. Dunn had just bowed out, bowed out the previous September. And Carl Frampton was not yet a big name. Katie Taylor was still an amateur. Andy Lee was boxing a little bit out of Limerick, but generally was on the brink of going back to the States. So yeah, yeah like it was suddenly it was all about you. And it was, yeah, it was great, great times. I know what you mean about the bubble. A lot of people in Ireland, you know, I suppose it was almost like the people in Ireland who backed you were kind of the sports fans and the Willie Casey fans. I suppose people on the inside of boxing knew that Rigan though was a tough nut to crack. And yeah. knew all about his amateur pro- progress, you know, and you know knew well, that there was progress. If, pro- if, if, if I look back at it now, like you know, and like I mean, there's so many things I could I could have done different in that fight. You know that. Number one, I probably wouldn't have trained as hard as I did. You know, but um, <laughs> you know, you, you analyze things afterward, like you know, and you, you know, I, I just made it so easy for him, didn't I? I just ran straight into him, like you know, and there was no bobbing and weaving; they were just walking right into the. A train track, no, do not train, you know. And he knew of it, you know. And we, 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 I, I suppose at the time we had no other, we had no other armor, if you know what I mean, with no other way only to go. No, look, things could have been different if we had to get over a few rounds. We don't know, we, we'd like to think otherwise, you know. Yeah, no, when, but, you get, when you get hurt to the body so early, I'm sure it's yeah, just devastating look, for it, a boxer. It, it, There's very little, very little you can do about it. It, it gas up, you know. If, People say he hit so hard, and I, I, I don't think it was it was it was him hitting so hard. I, I just think his accuracy was good. You know, mm. look, I'm in the ring all the time, sparring with guys always heavier than me. You know, just to get around everything else. Like you know, I've been hit with big guys and big heavy guys. Like you know, all the time. You know, and I, I, I don't think like I mean that Rigano hit it harder than they did, but they never had an effect on me the way Rigano did. Yeah, but I think that body shot, like you know, I had it all, good and all, you know, set it all, you know, and 
You've he had stuff. he had the precision of a swordsman, you know, putting little yeah. nicks on you. He he just had the point. He had the point of your ribs or the point where he was hurting you, and he was just able to hit the same point, Accurate. really Accurate. very hard, a couple of times. And yeah, for you know what what yeah. could you do? What could you do? He yeah. did it to Jazzy Dickens a couple of years later. Like he went out and he said, "Okay, I can hit this guy now when I when I want to." And he saw what he did to Jazzy. He broke Jazzy Dickens' jaw in the first round, and you know it was Jazzy yeah. Dickens, brilliant brilliant boxer, you know, and he's gone gone on to have an excellent career since. But yeah, yeah. You, you see what Reagan did to you. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, uh, with, I I tried to find his career afterwards as well, like you know, Reagan, you know, like you know, and he, he didn't materialize much. I was a little bit disappointed that he retired from the Lamachenko fight, but I, I suppose you no, know, he was never going to win it anyway. You no, know, but but to take a fight like that just to, and the 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 quest halfway in between, you no, know, I I think I'd rather go and get knocked out and than to. Than to Give up halfway in between a fight. Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, I was very disappointed yeah. how, how that one ended. He he had a great night against Nonito Denair. The fight wasn't exactly a thriller. He negated a lot of like Denair was the I think the active world fighter of the year at the time. And I yeah. I won a few quid on Riggin though because I was probably just still in love with him from watching him in Dublin that time and just really high on him, thinking this guy is absolutely sensational. So I think he was about three I to think- one against Denair, and yeah, said I'll have some of that, but. He had his moments, yeah. but that that's seven, I think, years ago now, maybe eight years ago. So, you know, I, I think I think it was just he's like I mean, you you can't fault the guy for being so technically gifted, you know. <laughs> that's what he is. He, he's just technically gifted, like you know, you you cannot mm. fault the guy for that. But in terms of being entertainment and stuff like that, people just didn't fall in love with him, you know. <laughs> so he he must be one of the few world champions that that, that kind of. Go unknown, if you know what I mean. You know that people don't get carried away with, or, or you know, they they they, they kind of they don't realize it, the technical side of boxing, like you know. And he had it all, didn't he? You know, yeah, he and, sure did. And not, he to sure get, did. and not to get and not to get that uh, support, you know, it must be hard for him as well, you know, in some terms, if you know what I mean, you know. That, yeah, and away from he, his, he, away from his family as well, while a Cuban exile. Um, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Willie, you're still one of only 15 Irish boxers north and south who have won the European title. Um, I'm sure you're very disappointed even 10 years on about how it went against Riggan though, but no doubt quite proud of your achievements in boxing as well. And, you know, being in a select group of boxers to have won the European title because the names are fantastic, like from from Barry McGuigan to Carl Frampton, you know, current holder Tommy McCarthy, but Willie Casey, your name is among them. Brian McGee, Paul McCluskey, Matthew McLean. You know, this yeah. top, the, the know. top boxing names from the last 100 years have won the, uh, the European title. Of course, all the bigger names, as you said, mentioned there, like, you know, that, that used the, that, that uh, stepping stones in terms of getting onto the, the world, the world rankings, like, you know, and the one way to go was the European title. And, you know, we, do, we, we had a great opportunity and we took it, you know, and, Jesus, uh, you know, that, that night in Limerick, you know, unreal, unfucking real. Get, to get a European title in your own hometown, you know, unreal. You know, what, uh, what moment stands uh, out from the fight? Sorry? From the fight with Paul Highland in Limerick, what moment stands out? Was it something beforehand or whatever? I know you went to, um, you visited your brother was, at Mount St. Oliver before before the fight. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Stand out I, for me. I think I think it was walking into the ring. 
walked into the ring and to see a stadium packed with uh, Limerick and Dublin's, the whole country supporting him. You know what I mean? You know, and and Pauly as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, and that 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 cheer, that roar, that it just it, it kind of numbed me to be honest. Like you know, and kind of tears came down my eyes. I never forget it. Like you know that. I just got chills through my body walking into that ring. And all I was thinking at the time was, are, are, these, are these people here for me? <laughs> they all came out to see me, you know, so a little bit of, it's not about the fight, you know, obviously the fight was unreal, but during that moment, uh, walking out into that ring, you know, I'll never forget that moment, you know, the, just to see the crowd, the cheers and the roars, and, and Polly had his support there, like, you know, but I think it was overcrowded by the by my support, <laughs> I think so. But uh, unfucking right, you know. And um, yeah, I think that moment, that moment for me was walking into that ring, you know, and um, that cheer, that that roar, that cheer, unfucking right. I never, I never forget about it. No, I've never actually thought of it until you, until you brought it up again, you know. So <laughs> it was good. It was good. Good moment. Uh, great moment for me. You know, uh, great moment. Yeah, uh, it's great that you have such kind of priceless memories of it, like uh, the the memory of the the roar of the crowd, and of course the belt. Where's the belt? I, I'd be honest with you, if I I'd have to look for it. I don't know where it is. Honestly, it's it's <laughs> from there somewhere. Yeah, I, there's a couple of medals, there's a couple of trophies, and uh, obviously that big belt, that your EBO belt, and I, I also won another European belt as well. But uh, they're, they're around the summer. I honestly, honestly, um, I'd have to look for them. I don't know where they are. You know, and that's it. As you said, you know, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get these chances, these moments, uh, until I'm talking to someone like yourself or Danny Stapleton or, or someone. You know that we, we take these trips down memory lane again and we think, oh yeah, I haven't built them. Like, you know? yeah. so, but I must, honestly, I must, um, I think my wife mentioned it once or twice to me that we, 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 Get a glass cabinet for it or whatever, and we 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 put it up like you know. So yeah, we will we'll do it eventually sometime, you know. So look, look, life busy, life is just so hectic. You know, I mean, draw life after boxing, draw you you have your family and your kids and you're back working again and everything else, and it's just you you don't have time for that and draw nothing nothing kind of comes into mind. You know, what if this or whatever? It was just. Kids, family, and that's that's all it has been. That's all it ever will be. Do you know what I mean? Family yes. and grammar things. How how is your family now? How many of you got, or how many in the crew? I've I've four kids. Um, my oldest is nineteen, as we said. Um, my youngest is my daughter. She's twelve, and um, probably she's listening next door now. But uh, I'm glad I only had one girl. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, they're all good. Uh, as I said. My oldest kid, my oldest boy, um, was uh, technically one of the most gifted guys I've I worked with or trained down through the years in, in terms of uh, coaching. Uh, he, he just natural ability he had. He always had it from day one. You know that something you could never teach somebody. He has it. You know, and he he done his amateurs. He he had his Irish child. He got his. He got his cadet title. He went off to the European Championships. Uh, he was unlucky over there. Uh, he got knocked out in the first fight. Uh, he came home and never put a glove on since. You know, um, and you know, to be, to, to be honest, it, not to see him boxing breaks my heart, to be honest with you. you know, the, that, that gift he has, you, you can't teach someone. Something I never had. 
I mean, you know, and he has it. And it's just natural ability. Natural ability he has. And he just, no interest. So, my, my two younger boys, they were always more interested in other sports in terms of uh, football, soccer, and whatever you have, like, you know. And, but my youngest boy now, like, I mean, he's, he's gone 15 now. He, he started the boxing about two years ago. And he was actually... He was in the finals of the Monster Championships until the lockdown came in. So he's really, he had it. He just needs to work on it. Whereas the older guy had it and didn't need to work on it. That makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, he had it. He just needs to work on it. You know, so look, onwards and upwards. Like, you know, I just say that it's all about, it's all about family. It's all family day every day. It's all about them and me. Me, I'm just me. You know, I'm all about family. You know, getting them up and, Getting them to that age and hopefully they can mind themselves, look after themselves. Leave me yeah. on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> give, you, give you some peace for an hour to get out and do do the gym yeah. again. We'll get ready for that comeback. Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Willie Casey, why not? But um thank you, Willie Willie Casey, very much for joining honestly, us today on the Rocky yeah. Road. It's been brilliant. Kevin, you too, honestly. Um don't don't leave me too long to bring me again because I don't I don't get to talk this much is about my my career, but in terms of boxing itself, like, you know, so maybe next time, you know, not leave it so long, you know, 10 years <laughs> too long, you know, to be, to have these good memories, to, you know, to reminding yourself of having that momentum again, that feeling, you know, you know, so, yeah, it was good, it was good, it was nice to have a trip down memory lane again, and hopefully we can do it again sometime, yeah. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.